right, guys, welcome into the latest edition of Prem Talk. I'm your host, Zeki Zai, and I'm joined today by Millen and Nate, who you saw last week, and a special guest today. We have Constantine, one of my mates from the UK, Arsenal fan, season ticket holder, born and bred. Say hi to the lads. Hi, everyone. All right, so we have a lot to get through today. We're going to mainly focus on Leicester Arsenal, uh, Spurs United, give you some score predictions, the rundown, kind of recap stuff that happened this week. But first, we want to thank you all for the support we received in our first video. We've just reached over 100 views on the first video, and that's all you guys. Thanks to everyone who followed on social media. And if you want any more access, check the description for the links to all of that. But let's get right into it. So, Leicester Arsenal. Const, your boys have been in phenomenal form since the demolition against City. They've won six from eight, and they haven't lost. They drew the other two. Um, tell me how you're feeling. How are the Gunners feeling right now? Uh, we're, we are feeling very, very, very good. Um, yeah, it's been an unbelievable eight games now. Um, the, the form that they're producing ever since the City game, I thought it was going to be a repeat um, of last season of just the same old first half an hour being solid performance and then one stupid mistake and a goal. And then from there, it would be a chaos. But no, they have performed every single game. Um, and the team that we currently have, our first team, is looking in amazing form. And I hope that they can keep it going. Um, and yeah, this, this game for Leicester is going to be extremely difficult because the majority of our games, our last eight, have been at home, um, which is a huge boost for the motivation of the players. Because we have definitely in the past seen players lose their heads, um, with the likes of Xhaka losing his head several times. Um, and then it causes the whole team morale to just go down. However, in the games, I've, I've been to every single home game and um, the fans, we're, we're all behind the players. And we can see that the players, they are taking all the atmosphere in and they're using it and they are producing results. Um, however, we hope. We haven't really played any away games and the next six games we have Leicester, we have Liverpool, we have United and we have Everton all away. Um, so those are going to be very, very, very big games in terms of keeping that momentum going. Um, and yeah, Leicester is a very strong side. Uh, they're currently on the same amount of points of us, uh, just one space above us in the table. So it's it's a game that we need to come out in full force and we definitely need to win. Talk to me about the feeling inside the Emirates. Are you guys backing Arteta? Yeah, do you guys think he's the man? I have had my doubts with Arteta, obviously, last season. Um, and then also back to the um, Leeds game on Tuesday, the Carabao Cup. Uh, that sh showed that that was the team from last season. Um, definitely, that was horrible to watch. The play from like around the back was giving me, I was constantly on edge whenever they had the ball around the back, which I did not have this season, these past eight games with our other defenders. Um, however, in, in last season with Arteta, sometimes it just seemed as if there was no clear goal or tactics in terms of the game. Um, however, now with the first team, we are, it's, it's all just suddenly, especially after a 5 0 loss, you would have thought, there's no way that they would just straight away just turn it around and it's just clicked and that's what he's been waiting for that's what the board has said 
they they are backing him because they believe um and i truly believe that this this team this squad now they have the full backing and the the changing room is they're all together they, there's just chemistry now um and you could see it in the carabao cup um there were clips when it was a Callum Chambers came on and then 10 seconds later he scored the second goal uh, the first goal sorry against Leeds and they ran to the sub bench and it was Arteta um and it was Ramsdale they're all like cheering laughing and the dressing room is constantly now with videos all our players laughing interacting with each other and I think that's the mentality that Arteta has now built and it's now just it's working it's just clicked so I I, I am with I'm backing Arteta now Fully. Milan, I know, I know you've seen uh, recently how hard it is to go play uh, at the King Power. Uh, we they put four past us recently. So, what what do you reckon is going to be Arsenal's biggest thing to worry about going into the weekend? Well, I think Arsenal definitely have turned it around in a sense. Um, I wouldn't say it's sort of like some um, recovery from the depths now they're onwards and upwards. Like you've played. You know, some tough teams in Spurs and Villa. Obviously, Villa gave us challenges. We lost to them 1-0 at home. Um, Spurs, obviously, a derby. The players are going to naturally be up for that. Um, again, United weren't up for Liverpool. But then again, you've had, like, Burnley, Norwich, and their 1-1s, and you've had, um, who else? You had that 2-2 against Palace and a 0-0 against Brighton. Don't get me wrong there. You know, Brighton and, and Palace would probably give us issues. Um I just think that it's too quick to say, you know, Arsenal will have the manpower and sort of the right um, style of play and ambition to go to Leicester away and sort of carry on that run of form. Obviously, it'd be really impressive if they do, but I just don't see it happening. Um, I think Leicester, um, I think against big teams, Leicester will bring their A game. Um, I've seen that myself and I feel like Arsenal players won't be too up for it going all the way away. To Leicester, I'm scared though because I really like watching Smith Rowe play, and that hurts to say. Obviously, he's a United fan, but I really like watching him play. So, you know, watching him, you know, try and control a, in a much bigger game. Obviously, since the City defeat, would be really interesting to see. Um, have if like if I was predicting it, I wouldn't I wouldn't back Arsenal against Leicester. Um, I think it would be a strong performance uh, from both sides, but I just think Leicester will outclass them on um, well this weekend. Uh, can't. Back to you to close off the segment. Uh, what would be considered a successful season uh, in your eyes or the Arsenal fans? Like the trophies, silverware? So as, as Milan said, that um, it's definitely way too early to actually say anything. So um, top four is just really, 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 really ambitious um, to believe. Obviously, I want to believe it, but it's too early to see now. Um, however, I think a successful season for Arsenal is to get that European football back um, in any way possible, be that fifth place or be that winning the FA Cup. Um, and I think going for the FA Cup, going for silverware is more important than um, finishing decently. Obviously, I will want to finish much better than last season. Um, however, I think the silverware is definitely, definitely my go-to, the FA Cup, to keep our crown and keep our yeah. Do you guys want to be in the Europa Conference League? Would you rather that, or would you rather what happened last season and you just not be in it? No, I, I do not want to be in it. No way. You're, I was so glad. Europa League, though. Europa, Europa League, definitely. League. Yes, yes, but all right. Europa Conference League. No. All right, man. It's going to be an exciting weekend. 
Saturday weekend for sure. Tough match for you. I'll be watching with you. Uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for joining. And we hope to have you on soon. My pleasure. Definitely. Moving on now to Tottenham play host to our boys United this weekend on Saturday. I will be in attendance. Very happy that I'm going to get to see Cristiano again, but very nervous as well. Uh, Mill, how are you feeling? I think it's happening. I think I think we win. I think we win. And I think it's going to be a, like a... I think it'll be a close game, but I think it'll be a, a close game from both sides putting in a lot of effort and working well um, as teams. Um, I think Tottenham United are always good games. Like, I know we lost 6-1 last season, okay, and that we'll just forget about that one. But um, the game after is, you know, when I think United won, like, 3-1. Um, an incredible game that was. And there's always just a bit of fight between the two teams. Um, I think... What's going to be interesting to see is like how Oli lines up. Is he going to, you know, stick with players that, you know, he's stuck with in the past, even though like his back's against the wall, or is he going to try something new? And then that's his own sort of debate is that why is he trying something new when, you know, it's not him. Um, but I just, I personally see us lining up a better side than Tottenham do. Um, yeah, we'll be away from home, but we have one of the best away, you know, supports in not only the league, but I'd say in Europe as well. Um, I just think I think our backs are against the wall, and we need to move up the table quickly. Um, if we can't if we can't host Liverpool and not play like a proper side, well, we've woken up now, and I feel like it's going to show um, when we play Spurs. And if not, Ollie's gone. So you know what it is. What I it think, is. I think he's gone no matter what in in a week's time, in a week and a half. Uh, the reports that I'm hearing that that came out were the the, the ownership just weren't ready. For, for a change this whole three match I think I think he's going to be gone regardless but surely it's time with with Pogba suspended for Donny van de Beek to get to get time at least Mate, in my we've said that because... we've said that every week like no, we don't now know he's when sent he's off. Huh? but now he's sent huh? off he, he he's suspended for three matches now I think no I know but when when we play like Carabao games and stuff and he plays like you're like cool and he'll play well but in the league, everyone would be calling for Donny van der Beek to play, and he just he wouldn't play. Um, no one really knows why. I think it's just Oli sticking with players who he thinks he can trust when they let us down all the time. Um, and we all know who who we're speaking about there, but that that's his own issue. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I have a good feeling about this, but at the same time, I just I don't know what what to expect exactly. Like it, it could go either way, but. Just as a gut feeling, I feel like when our backs are against the wall, we'll, we'll play well, especially right. away from home. I think we have that bite. So obviously both teams not in form right now. United probably worse uh, than Spurs. The The label of this match has been labeled El Sacico, just given the terrible run of forms uh, with Ole and Nuno. So Nate, going into this weekend, who would you rather be? Would you rather be Nuno or would you rather be Ole ahead of this match? Um... I don't know. I think for me, I'd rather be Nuno because obviously I think his career is a little bit more savable than Ole's. I think Ole's is a little bit more assured. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't like to be either of them, obviously. They're, I mean, they've only, Tottenham have taken four wins out of the last seven games and United two wins out of the last seven. So they're both obviously in poor form. Um, I just don't really see a good coaching style in what, in what Nuno's trying to employ either. I mean, it doesn't seem like the players really want to play for him. I mean, not every time I see Kane get on the ball or, or going up in the attack, like he's jogging, 
it, it just doesn't seem like the boys really back him. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe something changes um, like, like with Arsenal and they start catching some form and gaining, gaining some chemistry. Um, so I, I guess so. I'd rather be him. Mill, how about you? I don't know. I'm, I, I'd much rather be Nuno because then I think there's a lot less speculation and sort of memeing online. I think Oli just gets it from all well, gets it from all angles on social media. And it's just like Nuno, I think he has more leeway with that Spurs side, especially after the whole Kane transfer saga in, in the summer. People, you know, not necessarily reflect a hundred percent of Kane's bad form on the managing. It would be more on like, is his heart in in it? Is he um you know, is he, is he truly a Tottenham player um, at heart? Um, we've also seen, like, the utilisation of, like, other players, like Deli Ali again. Um, I think he's been awful this season, but I hear some people say he's been, like, quite good. I, I genuinely think he's been shocking. I, it feels like he doesn't want to work in attack, but in defence he runs around a lot. But it doesn't mean anything if when he gets the ball he's not contributing at all. I think the only threats we'd have to worry about on, um, uh, well, this weekend is... Is going to be Son, um, and you know maybe Lucas Moura will will give our defense a lot of issues, like his running. I don't know if he's available to play. I haven't really been watching them that much, but um, I think their defense um, will get broken down. I think it's like a, a young sort of not experienced defense in in the league, um, and I just think I think it it's United's game to lose. Um, but I'd rather be Nuno because I don't think that my job would be as much you know, as heavily speculated um, following the game. Um, and I agree, especially because he just got brought in. Uh, he got brought mm -hmm. in this season. I'll say it's his third season now. I definitely, without a doubt, would rather be Nuno going into this match because, yes, they haven't been in great form. But you look at United's results and you look at how easy they are to break down. But one important thing to look at is is the squad news this week. Varane was back in full training yesterday, which is absolutely huge. So, Mill, I want to ask you, uh, one, do you think he starts? And if he does, what the impact he will have uh, at the back for us on Saturday? I think Oli's been sort of burnt by um, bringing players back too early, but I don't think it stopped him in the past as well from doing it again. Most recently, we've seen that with Harry Maguire. Like... Maguire for us, like, okay, before Varane came in, we we realised how important he was to that side. You know, he played every minute, um, you know, until he got injured at the end of last season. And uh, he really was, like, an, a really important player for us. Um, Harry came back from injury, and it's sort of like he's making mistakes again that he was at the beginning of last season. Um, like, basic errors and really costly errors that would lose, like, lose us points. Um, I don't think that's, you know reflective of his quality as a player I do think he's a quality player I just think he's out of form um I feel like if Varane is back training and Oli's back is against the wall I don't see you know a reason why Oli would now start to care about or be more cautious over his players if he sees if he sees that Varane's back and he feels like he needs Varane which I think he will think that he'll play him but then again you know he, he does have some degree of trust in Lindelof and um, an off form Maguire, you couldn't really try, you know, a, a new ish pairing of Lindelof and Varane. Um, I just think I think that wouldn't work for him. I don't think it would either because I think yeah. I think he needs a commanding center half. And I'm not yeah. a Maguire fan by any means. Uh, by no by no means am I a Maguire fan. But 
the Lindelof and Varane are similar in the sense that they're athletic, they're they're pacier centre backs, uh, not very strong in commanding. Whereas Maguire will win every single header. He'll he'll be diving on the floor, putting his his body on the line every time. But the the difference is though, Maguire came back into action after one training session. Varane's gonna have three full contact before. I reckon that he does start. I, th- I think he does start, and I think he's going to be very massive for us in the back. Just for organization, having a four-time Champions League winner in the back with you sets a message. Uh, he, I mean, De Gea has been absolutely fuming with the lack of support he's gotten from his, his front line. So I anticipate that he'll be making a huge difference. No, I, I 100% agree. I think... I think Varane is someone who, you know, is more adaptable to um, sort of coming back from recovery than Harry Maguire may be, just sort of on a pure athletic sort of um, standpoint. Um, but then again, if you think about it, he's not going to be coming into sort of an easier game. He's coming in against, you know, Spurs away. It's, it's still a big game that, you know, we have to we have to do well in, especially away from home. So whatever Oli really chooses in defence is going to be risky um, to, to an extent. But I feel like playing Varane and Maguire together, I, I feel like it, um, Varane would do you know much better than Maguire did after his injury. I am scared, obviously, um, for the game. Um, however, I, thought, I, I do find comfort in sort of realising we're also playing an out-of-form Spurs side and, um, you know, pressures building and, normally with pressures building we play well um but yeah that being said it's it's shambolic to to be in the position that we are in now um so whatever does happen you know it's not it's not going to be you know i won't be knee sliding in the garden because of it you know what i mean like i'll be um i'll be watching it you know and and seeing whether there is promise to this side and if there's not then i think it will be widely expressed on all social media platforms. And the power of that will be, you know, Ollie's job is well, even more in danger um, than it already is. Let's take a second. Let's look into the mind, if we will, of Ollie right now. And what could potentially be his last game as Manchester United manager, potentially be his last game managing the club that he loves so much. Uh, from the fans' perspective, he's always going to be a club legend. He knows that himself. But, Nate, looking in, looking in his mind right now what do you think he he's going to change something do you think we're going to see a surprise on saturday formation change personnel change or do you think he's gonna just do what he's been doing for the last three years um well i mean we haven't seen much of that before so i don't really see him doing that now um i think maybe it would be a good idea but i just don't think that's really something that he's gonna do do you think not, not like one last hurrah come on mill you have to think that he's gonna throw something throw a curveball Maybe Personally, give Donnie yeah. a chance. Say, Donnie, save my job. Donnie, please save my job. After the way that he's treated Donnie, I definitely don't see that happening, personally. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, the craziest thing that I see is rotating Shaw for somebody like... Um... Tellez. Yeah, Tellez. I was just going to say, I, re- I, I, I wouldn't mind it. I really I wouldn't mind it. I'm taking Shaw out of my FPL this week, yeah. 100%. But I, I'd really like to see, see a Tellez start, I would. It'll be, it'll be, I think, uh, it'll be a bit insulting to United fans. I think if he does now change it to listen to them, because it shows what he knows, what he he knows what we want. If he changes it to bring in, let's say, Donny, for for uh, McFred, okay, and you know, let's play with 
let's say we play like Donny, Pogba and Bruno. I know that's not defensive enough, but let's just say that is it. And um, we have like a strong attack and, a, and you know, Maguire around defence with Wan-Bissaka and Shaw or Tellers, right? That for us, I'd, I'd say is a good team, a good side. Um, he knows that because that's what people have been asking for for weeks and weeks and weeks. And he still plays McFred and it still costs us points in, in certain games. For him to do that now that his job's against the thing, it's like he should go out playing his style of football and his style of football not being good enough should be the reason why he gets sacked. Not because, you know, he he wants to listen to us now that his job's in the in the balance. Um, I think it would be insulting to us. Of course, it'd be great to see, you know, what we want, but it would be a bit insulting and a bit hurtful to see Ollie like sort of step down a bit. I think he needs to have that sort of dignity and integrity to his game um, and his style of play to go out and play his style of football with his team and who he thinks is best for the for the game, and we may we may disagree, but it's whoever he thinks is best. Um, and if he's wrong, he's wrong, and he's not the right man to take us forward. Obviously, not solely from this game. If if he does do badly this game and they sack him, then fair enough. But if they do give him, you know, the two more games after that, it's reflective of that. But then if they if you know he he does what he doesn't want to do and it's right and it's right in a good way and we win convincingly and his decisions were clearly good, then you know it. It, it will be something that we're like, well, it hasn't worked previously in the past. So I think for him, it's like a lose-lose situation. But if he brings, um, if he does do well with his team and it sh- and he shows some sort of tactical prowess in that game, I, that's what I'd be happy with that because it would give me some sort of hope on climbing up the table. But I think in the longer term future, mid to long term future, I think the situation that we're in right now is already a bit, you know, gutting. Um I don't think any United fan would truly feel like um, a win this weekend against Tottenham, a convincing win against Tottenham this weekend will fix, you know, what we've seen this season. We've seen, um, you know, an 87th set piece conceded against Aston Villa at home and a missed penalty minutes afterwards. We've seen like a really shaky West Ham Premier League game. Um, Okay, there's some dodgy ref calls in that game, but that we've lost 4-2 to Leicester, uh, dropped points at Everton. Um, loss of Southampton, like we've been, we've been atrocious, and you know I'm not even mentioned the five 0 to Liverpool. That is, um, that is Ollie's decisions, Ollie's, te- Ollie's teams um, that he's put out. If he put, comes out again on this weekend with McFred in the midfield, he's doing it his way. It shows, you know, he's got, I'd say, balls. He, uh, it, it's just not smart. Uh, it's just not something I agree with, but he sticks by what he, um, he's done so far. Even in risky games, I don't expect him to change the team again. We will see. We will see. We thought we'd do something fun, uh, interesting this week. We're going to start doing, we're going to pick one fixture every weekend and do a combined 11. So Nate and I drew up some combined 11s for this weekend for Spurs United. So we're going to get into that. All right, we're starting off with my uh, combined starting 11. I picked a 4-1-2-1-2 formation. And keep in mind that... Both these teams are out of form. They're off form, both of them. So it's really the lesser of two evils, especially when it comes to defense, given how much we both concede. So starting off in goal, David De Gea. And I understand some of you in the comments are going to berate me for this. We've conceded 10 goals in two games, like all this, that, the other. David De Gea has been our man of the match in every single match, whether or not he's conceded so much. He's been, he's unbelievable. He's the reason, a main reason why he's in, 
or why we are in first place in our Champions League group. He save after save after save. The goals aren't his fault. So David De Gea for me, going into left back. This was probably the most controversial one. Uh, I took Luke Shaw over Regalon only because I think he he offers more vision in my opinion. Regalon's a little a little pacier, but Luke Shaw is even though the bad form of United, he's always been able to find a pass or two, a penetrating ball into the into the final third to find one of his midfield players to find Ronaldo. So I took Luke Shaw. Uh, second one, Varane. I don't think there's any argument here. A four times Champions League winner. Um, absolute quality in the back. My first Spurs player comes in is Christian Romero. Um, it wasn't really a difficult decision for me, given how horrendous Maguire has been recently. And I think, to be fair, uh, Romero's having a great season. I think he's been solid. Uh, right back, I'm going to go Wamasaka, just because I think uh, Emerson doesn't really offer much competition. In my opinion, when Wamasaka is on his game, he's the best 1v1 defender in the world, if not definitely top three. So moving into the midfield, and my second Spurs player is Hoybier. I think he's a type of player United are missing right now. Someone to hold in there, sit in there, control the play. He had a fantastic Euro this summer, and he's, he's continued on. I think he's been one of Spurs' best players this season. Going to left mid, Hyungming Son. No argument here, really. Uh, Son has been on form. It was really hard to choose him over Rashford for me. And for me, I, I genuinely, I prefer Rashford to Son. But Rashford's only played one match this season. You have to go by form. So unbiasedly, I think Son is, gets in the team just ahead of him. On the right, I thought I thought it was a toss-up for me between Greenwood and Sancho. Just because uh, Lucas Moura, I, I, I just think both Greenwood and Sancho offer more going forward than Lucas Moura does. I really do. And now that I see Greenwood's name on there, I, I'm thinking of all the passes he hasn't played. And Sancho might get in, but Sancho hasn't really done much statistically. But he works hard. Both of them work hard. So either way, it's either a Greenwood or Sancho for me on the right. And the front three, I don't think are going to be any any debates on this. Bruno takes takes the center attacking mid position. He's been phenomenal. I believe they played in Dombele at, at at the at the ten last last week. So Bruno definitely has it in my opinion. Uh, with the two up front is going to be Harry Kane. Whether or not he's in form or not, he's one of the best strikers in the world. He bangs in goals for fun, and obviously Cristiano Ronaldo is the other striker up there. So anyone in the chat, if you disagree with anything I've picked today, please let me know in the comments. I'd love to hear it. Good Nate, time. I'll get to you in a second because I know I know your squad's next. So Mill, yeah. anything you change? Yeah. All right. So I I just stuck with the um, a four two three one because I feel like I don't I don't know exactly how Spurs line up, but I know it's very similar to that. It might be a four three three. Um. So I stuck with a four two three one just to. Oh, I stuck with a, I put a four three three actually, um. But. Uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd agree with your back line and keeper, except for Mar uh, Romero, I'd put Tanganga. I think Tanganga is someone who plays with aggression and diligence. Um, okay, he got a red against Crystal Palace, which is pretty stupid. He's and undisciplined, think, you know. You know, he could be undisciplined. I, I think I think he saw red mist in that game because I think he was too worked up. But as he matures... Um, obviously that will go away but I think this season he has been disciplined in the majority of his tackles and he's shown aggression where it's needed um, I think he can command sort of his defence even if that's not his role I think for a player hit, like of his age 
he's really mature on the ball. I, I think he's he's someone who's got a lot of promise. As I was telling you both of you earlier that um, I think it, it wouldn't be, you know, um, it wouldn't be a shock if we saw him leave to, you know, a, a large um, Premier League side like a like a Chelsea or United. Um, I really do see him loving Spurs and staying there, but you know that's his own sort of talk for another time. I because I went for the four two three one. It it didn't leave a lot of space for two strikers. Okay, so like we'll get to that, but um, I would obviously like if I could have both, I would have both. But I just did it with that formation um, stuck in my head, so I I could only choose one. So on the left, um, again I went for Son. Um, that was hard as well. Like you said, the the Rashford sort of debate there. Um, I think Son's just he's he's more he's more mature. He's more like direct. Um, and capably direct. I think when Rashford is direct, you know, more times than not, he loses the ball or he does something a bit too extra so that the the, the final touch can't get there. I think Son's a bit more disciplined um, and di- disciplined with sort of a more mature attack than Rashford. I think Rashford wants to prove um, something when Son sort of is aware of his quality and, and can fit better into a team. And then Ronaldo up top because... Uh, Mr. Magic, he does, he makes, he makes things happen. He'll win you um, the game in the last, last few minutes with a header. We know, we know better than most <laughs> how he can win you a game in the last he'll minute. Win you, he'll win the game. And that's not saying Kane's not quality. Kane is insanely good. This is, I just don't think his heart's in it to be playing, um, you know, over Ronaldo um, in a team. That's um, that the Spurs good. fans. Spurs fans watching this are going to have your head for it, but uh, that's no, all right. I think, that's... I think they'd agree. Um, Kane last season, um, I'd put him in a team with Ronaldo. I think this season, um, more threat would be done with the 4 3 1 with Son, Rashford, Bruno, and Ronaldo. Sure. All right. Let's see what Nate thinks. So, Nate went for uh, walks through your formation. Um, so, 4 3 3 or 4 2 3 1 is what I decided to go with. And um, so my goalkeeper, I went with David De Gea. I think Lloris is a great goalkeeper, but um, I just think David De Gea on his day is just better. Of course, um, he had a little bit of uh, of some struggles when Dean Henderson came in, but I, I think he's cleaned up quite nicely and um, he's back in form again. On the left, I went for uh, Reg- Regulon. I know that this is a little bit controversial, but just for me personally, I... I like those more attacking kind of uh, fullbacks. So uh, I just think he's better going forward personally. So that's why I chose him. Veron, like you said, four-time Champions League winner. Cannot leave him out of a side. Very experienced. Uh, other center back, I went with uh, Romero for the same reasons that you did, Zeki. I thought the same same things. Juan Basaka, I went with as well. Same reasons. I think he's great defensively. Um, I know that Pogba got the red card, but uh, just speaking from like an all-time XI, I think uh, that Pogba is definitely going to make that defensive midfielder role. And then I also decided to go with uh, Hoybier as well. I think he's been great for Tottenham, uh, like you said, in that defensive midfield position. And then also, like you said, can't leave Bruno out of his side. He's been incredible. Bruno, Bruno, Bruno. Okay, for sporting like Cristiano. He's great. Phenomenal. Um, on the left wing, I actually decided to put Ronaldo so that I could uh, fit all my attacking options how I wanted to. 
Uh, on the right, I decided to go with Son. Um, of course, I, I felt like almost I could put him in attacking uh, midfielder role as well, but obviously I didn't want to leave Bruno out, and I didn't really think I wanted to do an inverted triangle with two attacking mids. Um, but Son, for me, is most definitely my, my favorite uh, Tottenham player. I think he's almost to Tottenham what Eden Hazard was to Chelsea. Um, I, I think he's that type of player. Um, so I had to put him in the side. And then for my striker, um, I put Harry Kane. I, I know that he's uh, not really been performing or, or seeming up to the task lately, but um, we know on his day how good of a striker he can be. So I had to put him up top. Yeah, I, I really don't mind this 11 at all. Um, I actually like that you put Ronaldo on the left because, I mean, as I've said before, he that's where he needs to start. Obviously, he makes his way into the box. He'll be in the box for crosses, but him starting on the left is, is how Juve used him, and he, he helped them out a lot uh, greatly in that position. So, I mean, I don't have any issues with this with this 11. I like it a lot, actually. I almost feel like as well that Hoybier would really complement Pogba in that in that double pivot role. I feel like that they they would work very well together because of Pogba being a little bit more attacking minded and Hoybier being a little bit more defensive. I think they would really work off each other well. You know, I don't know what you guys think, but I look at this in in my squad as well in middle. What what you said? Um, if they, if you, we combine these teams. This is this is a world. This is a phenomenal team. Yeah, I know. I know it, it goes without saying. They're two top six teams you're combining them but for for two teams that are, are in such bad form to have all these top talents it's it says a lot uh definitely looking forward to this match this weekend i'll be in tottenham hotspur stadium first time there mill i'm sure you'll be watching in the pub uh very nervous very excited i have my seat right behind the away section so i'll be able to hear them sing i won't sing myself or i might depending if i see ronnie score one our next segment, we're going to do score predictions. Quickfire score predictions. You guys liked this last time. We'll do it again. First match of the week. Leicester play host Arsenal. Mill. 3-0 Leicester. Wow. I think, I think it's a white loss. Wow. Nate? I say 2-1 uh, Arsenal. 2-1 Arsenal. I, I, I also say I agree. I think it's going to be 1-1. I, I picked so many draws last week, but I, I think it'll be 1-1. It'll be a draw of some sort. All right, next. Watford-Southampton. Potential to be interesting. I am going to go personally. Watford-Southampton. I think Watford wins it 2-1. Nate? I'd say 3-2 Watford. Yeah, 2-1 Watford for me. All right, Liverpool play host to Brighton. Salah may be in question because Mane got rested against United. It might be club rotation this week. Uh, Mill, what do you think? 3-0 Liverpool. Mate, I'll take the same. Fine, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I also agree with you there. 3-0 Liverpool for me. All right, Nate, start us off. Yeah, Newcastle play host to your boys, Chelsea. I, I, I'd say 3-0. Maybe 3-1, but I don't really see us giving up a goal. So 3-0 in my opinion. No. Maybe 2 I think 4-1 with a Callum Wilson goal. Or maybe some St. Maximum magic. Just 4-1 though. Like, you will win. For, for a second, you but phrased that. I thought, I thought you were saying 4-1 Newcastle. But hey, no, um, no, no. nothing, nothing would make Chelsea, me happier. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I said last week Chelsea were going to have a tough time with Norwich. I couldn't have been more wrong. Uh, I'm going to say it again. I think they're going to have a tough time, but I still think they win. I think Chelsea still win. I think it'd be 2-1, maybe a 3-1 if Newcastle press at the end. But either way, I think Chelsea win this. 
Uh, City playing host to Palace. I think it's going to be very easy for them uh, to break Palace's low block down. Palace are going to set up in a low block, try to counter. I, I think it's at least 2-0 City, maybe 3 I'd, I'd agree, 2 0. I think 3 0. All right, Burnley, Brentford. I think Brentford have this uh, 2 1. I'm going to go 2 1, Brentford. I mean, playing at Turf Moor is hard. Uh, it can be hard, but I have confidence in Brentford to get to get a goal or two. I'd say, I'd say 1 0, Brentford, just because it's going to be, I think, Brentford. Should play burn. I uh, should beat Burnley, but it's away from home, and I feel like it would just be a not high goal scoring game. But Brentford should edge it, so one 0 I quite like Brentford. Um, I I think they have the ability to score a lot of goals, so I I think I'm going to go with two 0 maybe three. All right, the big one of the weekend: Spurs hosting United. Mill, lead us off. Two one United, but. 2-1, or it could be a 3-1 with um, <laughs> 2-1 with um, the potential for a last-minute goal, if again, if Spurs go for it and then United play um, for the last-minute goal. But yeah, 2-1 should be the baseline for that game. I think. But United. I, I say 3-1. I say 3-1. I, I think you guys performed this week, personally. Yeah, you said that last week as well. You said it last week. Yeah. Maybe I'm Didn't the jinx. Happen. I think it's going to be Un, like unrightly tough like tough toughly contended uh i think i think we edge it out though I, I do think we get a result i think it'll be two one as well all right aston villa hosting west ham Nate, you want to start um i think west ham will go ahead for this one i think it'll be two one yeah i'd say two 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 draw this two two draw you know some i can see that somehow A little danny ings mikhail antonio magic I, yeah I, I'm gonna go one-one uh, for me. They got Sa- they got, um, the um, they got Martinez in goal, and I just think like they do have Emmy. Him against him against West Ham would be a, quite a good game to watch. I think that'd be a good battle. He'll have a good performance. You know, bold, bold prediction: Emmy Martinez is going to save a penalty kick in this match. You heard it from me first. He's going to save it. Last match of the weekend: Mark Wolves Nerf. host Everton. A, a increasingly formed Wolves side is going to host Everton. Who's just getting back for Charlotte and who scored last week? I think, I think that this will be a two-one to Everton. Bill, uh, it's pretty tricky. I'd say three-one uh, Everton. Yeah, three-one. Yeah. Um, I think this will be my one draw for this week. I think one-one. All right, guys, send us your score predictions in the comments below, yeah. and we will shout you out if you I'm get. We're gonna do a little competition. We'll do a good little competition. Whoever gets the most, whoever gets the most score predictions right, will get shout out on our uh, weekend recap. Okay, guys, moving into the last segment of our show today, we're going to answer your questions that you've posted on our YouTube in the comments. If you want to be featured next week, make sure you do that. Uh, first question comes from my mom. She wants to know, uh, Mill, I want to pose this to you first. Do you think the Komen sacking will prompt United to do the same with Ole? Um, well, I think United have been quite clear of, uh, well, to an extent, what their what their plans are for Oli. Um, if the three games thing is true, then it's clear that they're going to probably be waiting um, for you know an international break to have more time to sort of deal with this issue. Um, it makes a lot more sense. Um, 
I think that another manager getting sacked is irrelevant to, you know, the situation at United, especially the fact that it's in a completely different league and we're not expected to play Barcelona yet because, you know, we're still in the Champions League group stage. Yes, we're at the top, but United's form, we, don't, we never really know what's going to happen. Um, I think for United, the priority is um, to find um, an alternative manager in case, well, in the very probable case that Oli can't live up to... Um, you know, his role in the future and wait until that international break um, to make those decisions and make those calls to arrange something that is a bit more permanent, um, at least for this season. Um, but I, I, I think I think home and sacking will have no effect on, on you know, whether Oli loses his job or not. That's going to be solely his performances. Um, how the players feel about working under Oli, it's going to be um, a lot more about Oli's tactics and decision-making over this next, you know, these next few games. Um, and of course, the results, um, they're going to be the largest indicator. Um, but yeah, I, I understand where that's coming from. It's another good manager becomes available, but I, I doubt, you know, he'd move that quickly to United if if that was the question. Um, but no, I don't think it was. So, so yeah, I'll stick right. by that. Uh, cheers for that one, Mum. Thank you. Um, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Kyle Lamaris uh, wants to know, uh, Nate, and this is in response to what we talked about last episode about Tuchel coming in for Frank Lampard and doing well with Chelsea. Uh, Nate, why do you think Tuchel did so well at Chelsea? Um, well, I think that at the beginning of the season, that squad was just a quality squad. I don't think Frank Lampard necessarily had the experience to manage it yet. Um, so I think Tuchel really just came in and put his philosophy on a really good squad of really good individual players. And um, they just performed very well, personally. Right. And I, I, I'm going to take a stab at this one as well. I think, I think it was really big that he, had, he did a formation change. And, and the, the personnel change for me was big. Because if, if I'm not mistaken, when he took charge, players like Rudiger um marcus alonso weren't getting uh game time like every single match i know rudiger was sat on the bench a long time and tuchel came in and he changed it to a five back with wing backs um i, th I feel like it was really good man management as well as implementing a new getting the most out of his his players who are so versatile like reese james is an extremely versatile player he can play right back very well but he can also get forward very well so putting him at the right wing back giving Marcus Alonso more game time and Rudiger now under Tuchel has become his main man. Um, right. Obviously, Edward Mendy as well, but Rudiger has been his main man. So I think it was really the, the tactics and the formation change and getting the most out of his players for me. All right, Mill, to close us off, Kyle also wants to know, do you think Ole gets sacked if we win at Spurs this weekend? I think that that makes no sense because the Glazers <laughs> would have sacked him. I know, like in in the most respectful way, I think it would be completely like ridiculous for the Glazers to say he has three more matches and then if he you know performs really well and wins against Spurs, he's gone. Like I, but you know I, I see I see what that could mean. Like if if we played awfully and we didn't deserve to win that game. Let's say they, they dominated and we it's nil-nil and De Gea has a masterclass of a game and it's nil-nil. 90th minute, the ball falls to Rashford who's running in behind one-on-one -on -one and he scores. 
United fans won't be happy. You had that. to pick Rashford. You yeah. couldn't pick Ronnie. You couldn't pick Ronaldo for me. Okay, well, it had to just, be Rashford. That was just rapid. I just thought, okay. Anyways, <laughs> on the counter, let's just say that happened. Oli's keeping his job because he's got the three points. Now, most likely moves up the table. What we need right now is, yes, a structure and identity and a manager who plays um, using his player strengths and a manager who can balance the, the sheer amount of talent in his team, which we don't have right now. But if we're you know mid-table right now and we he has three games to prove himself, even if he plays badly but gets results, that's more than enough to get us you know to, to, to a place where a new manager could come in and you know the prospect there is better um, of you know maybe maybe reviving a title challenge, if not fighting for those really important top four places, which you know um, if if our form continues, they're they're in jeopardy as well. So yeah, I, I think he keeps his job as long as we as long as we win, he keeps his job for for now. See what what I what I would say to Kyle is that I think always gone either way. Maybe not after the Spurs match, but I think because uh, Antonio Conte has already said he wants the job, he will take it. It's just a matter of when. So this whole international waiting for international break, there's that. But I think uh, if he wins at Spurs, it might just delay the inevitable. But yeah. Um, a loss for me at Spurs. I think he's gone that night or, or 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 the next, the next morning. But if he wins, I think it'll still happen. Maybe not right away, but uh, the next week. I I still think it happens. So thank you all for tuning into this episode again. Make sure to like, subscribe, and comment your questions because we'd love to interact with you. If you want to be featured like Kyle and my mom tonight on this show, if you want to be featured on our weekend recap on Monday. Please comment us your questions. We'd love to answer them. And let us know what you think about our combined 11s. So that's all for today. Uh, Zeki, Millen, Nate, we will talk to you guys on Monday. Hey,